Interning, a Thomson Reuters podcast. Being a Black Intern. Hello and welcome back to Interning. I'm Beverly, your host, and joining me today to discuss the importance of representation and why it matters is Lucinda Case and Patrick Hurley. Hello and welcome back. I'm Beverly, your host, and this is Interning. Today, I'm joined by Lucinda Case and Patrick Hurley, and we will be talking about why representation matters. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So good morning. Morning, Lucinda. Good morning, Patrick. It's morning for those of you who are listening to this, wherever you may be. How are you doing today? Very well, thanks, Bev. Yeah, indeed. We're looking forward to the discussion. Thanks for having us. It's our absolute pleasure. So representation matters is the topic for today. And I just want to know, what do those two words, when spoken together, mean to you? What does representation matters mean to you? To me, and I thought long and hard about this, and I, there's a word play here, obviously, but uh, to me, in this context, what it means is that it's really important that our organisation represents all aspects of society and all aspects of our customer base, and just as importantly, that leadership does as well. How about you? Very well said. Very well said. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull it back. Uh, if, if I would have said what you said if, if I got to go first, but since you said it, <laughs> I'm going to make it more sort of uh, personal to my own like grasping of representation matters. Is when I had a little bit of an epiphany that uh, young people that I was sort of drawn toward mentoring were invariably people who looked just like me. Um, and I realized that that, that that was what my representation was when I was young. Um, going, There was lots of um, uh, white men to look up to um, and my sort of physical being was represented. And we need to change that. Absolutely. So being diverse in terms of representation examples or examples of individuals, the the adage of, you know, you look like me, I look like you, therefore I know that I can do what you do and beyond is super important, right? I mean, would you say that not just the Black Internship Scheme, because naturally we're here to talk about that, but sort of more more generally, and also maybe not even so much focusing on on Thomson Reuters, generally in all in all walks of life and all the things that we do and everywhere that we go, to have diverse representation is really important, right? It's stronger in a diverse environment than not. Would you not agree? I would agree, absolutely. Um, it's, um, well, it can be very comforting to have a whole bunch of people um, around the table who have the exact same kind of context socioeconomic and racial and, and cultural background to draw on and everyone agrees with everyone and it's all very easy and comfortable. It's not very interesting and it doesn't move the needle as far as building a, a really strong, resilient organization to the constantly evolving society around us. Mm-hmm. Um, we need um, a diversity of thought at every, every possible um, decision. And I think it can be very uncomfortable if you're the one person who's different in the room. I have often sat and realised it's nine guys around the table and me. That can feel quite uncomfortable. And I can attest to that, you know, being the female in the room, particularly in the industry that we're in, you know, you're often the single female in the room. Being the single black female in the room, I can attest to that as well. 
being one of those, you know, being the only one around the table or potentially not around the table. You know, that's all part and parcel of not the, the primary driver behind why we're, we're working on this, this program uh, and why we created the program. But it certainly is in, important to me, to us, you know, that diverse representation starts at home. Our first cast was being the change you want to see. And, you know, you've got to be able to be uh, resilient enough to stick your head above the parapet and <laughs> start start exemplifying that change by driving it forward. And I think at Thomson Reuters, we certainly do that uh, broadly across the organisation and even more so in smaller chapters of which we are part of being the Black Employee Networks uh, globally. So both of you and, and one of the main reasons, not the only reason, but one of the, the good and privileged reasons we have you both on the podcast today is because you, you both sit on a number of committees and also are sponsors. You know, you either are sponsoring diversity and inclusion or you are on a committee that represents diversity and inclusion within the organisation. And I'm just curious to know, you know, why is that important to you? For me, Bev, it's really, I feel I've had a lot of help along the way. I first joined Thomson Reuters for an acquisition nine years ago. And I was just struck by how welcoming the organisation was, but how I was sort of identified as a, a high potential female. And I got lots of help and I was put on an amazing course. And then I had a couple of sponsors, both of who ran this business before me. And I am where I am now because I've had help, I think. So for me, it's about paying it back. It is about how can I give help to those coming you know, behind me? And you look around and you realise we've still got a long way to go. I think the sort of gender piece is, is well underway, but certainly the ethnic piece isn't. So to me, it is all about, I've had help. I come from a privileged background. It's up to me now to, to give some help back. I would agree 100%. And I think, yeah, that, the, the privilege piece, I don't think I realised until... It's been a gradual um, uh, realization over the last maybe decade, but, but particularly still in the last five years, that I too had a ton of help that was not available to people who weren't white and male. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm very grateful that I am, you know, that, I, that I've been able to have the career. I've had a very, very, very long um, and satisfying career at Thomson Reuters, and I you know, hope it will continue to, to, to go on, but I'd like to pay it back a bit in any way I can. So to that point, I mean, you've both said, you know, you've you've had help and that's great and you want to pay it back and you're trying to pay it back through your association in or with diversity and inclusion groups, particularly here at, at Thomson Reuters. So just to talk about that a little bit more in terms of paying it back. So essentially paying it forward, offering the same type of help and support. How are you finding that? It's, it's clearly rewarding, but are you finding it successful in the time that you've been doing it here? I think whenever you see small successes, you, you, you feel it is worth it. And, and it's, if we could fix everything overnight, I think we'd have done that years ago. So we know it's painstaking work. It's relentless work. I was talking to the senior partner of one of our law firm customers who has been in office as senior partner for five years, and she's got another two years left on her term. And she said the most frightening thing for her is that she fears she's going to leave her organisation looking less diverse than when she took over. And that's because a certain demographic is retiring. They merged with a couple of European firms, which has brought in less diversity. And we were just both saying, you just have to keep at it full time. So it's 
is it successful? I think it is in small in a small way. Whenever I see that we've managed to promote somebody, that we've you know even somebody who's left our business but they've gone on to bigger things. If I feel we've helped in some way, then I think that's a success. It's a really um, really good point, and we have to acknowledge that everything we're doing for our our young black employees, but our young female employees. We run the risk of you know, training them up to have success elsewhere. It is a risk worth taking because it makes you know, society as a whole a, a, a better place and just generates more talent and representation that, that young people can, can aspire to. It is very satisfying to have little bits of success. I think the biggest success that we're having is, it, it's still so nascent, is that we're all talking about it. Um, and that is the first, you know, the, the old cliche, the first step is to acknowledge you have a problem. We're openly discussing that we have a problem. I don't, I don't think we've even come close to solving it yet. And I feel uncomfortable playing the role of some kind of, you know, white male savior, you know. So, no, I don't feel that we're, I don't feel we've achieved success yet. Um, but we're, we're talking about it. And that's the first step. Yeah, and I, I think it makes sense to acknowledge it. I think, you know, personally speaking, and I'm not speaking on behalf of all black females across the land, by the way, from my perspective, and from my own firsthand um, view of how we're doing small pieces to build up to a bigger piece. Um, I certainly think, you know, we are, we're doing more than just sort of scratching the surface. But you've got to keep trying. Because if you say, oh, you know, we tried, and we trained, and they left. So why bother? It's pointless talking about it because it's never going to get through. And oh no, we don't want to go around that corner again because we did that. Spent so much time and energy on it, and there's just you know conversation fatigue. It means that anyone trying to come behind us, you know, won't won't have that chance, won't have that opportunity. So, I think conversation, regardless, is is a positive thing. I mean, we're talking about it now, right? And you know, it it goes without saying that I'm going to guide us back <laughs> to talking about the internship scheme, but we're talking about it now, and I think you may or may not agree that the fact that we we created a a program targeting a, a demographic and wanting to offer you know some of that same rich uh, training that is available within Thompson Reuters you know the the program rotation is short lived um but it's continuous we knew going into it that there was no magic wand of creating roles um immediately and we also knew, you know, that there are many, many different competing programs across the organization or within corporates, no matter where, right? Other corporations, I should say. But that shouldn't deter. It's just in the same way it shouldn't deter you from having the conversation that the need is there. So much in the same way that, you know, you guys work in or, or are representatives within a variety of diversity and inclusion committees and initiatives and you certainly were great sponsors for the black internship scheme the more we do with that the more you know the the company lends its voice to that I think the richer we can be right because I certainly know that when I'm in front of customers some of them now look like me right yeah I agree no I, I think you 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 and the the rest of the the Ben group who got the internship scheme off the ground did extraordinary work as we've said we we haven't had a summer intern we haven't had an internship program in this region for a number of years so I think it was 
extraordinary and we have we've got to keep it going that's what we were saying we've got to keep, we've got to keep it going However it happens, because, you know, it's meaningful and I believe it's beneficial. Some may think otherwise, but I think it's meaningful and beneficial. And actually, to that point, what would you say to anybody, you know, listening to this podcast and, and sort of scratching their heads going, uh, but hold on, why have Thomson Reuters launched an internship scheme, you know, focused on attracting black talent, black and mixed race talent into the organisation? Um, why, why have they done that? What would you say? Um, I think we've touched on a lot of the reasons why, but I think specifically it it makes Thomson Reuters a better um, organization. Ultimately, um, the more uh, we can build a pool of young talent that will hopefully some of whom will stay, that we will uh, promote and will we'll rise to the ranks. It um, it, it it creates um, a diverse workforce, diversity of thought um, and opinion and challenges. Uh, it makes Thomson Reuters better. It makes society better. And um, hopefully it'll make the lives of a few of our uh, our interns better. And, and I think, Bev, I see it. It's part of, you know, a multi-pronged strategy to try and achieve representation for Black people in leadership. This scheme is fantastic. Also, my part of the organisation, the Legal Professionals Europe, we have a, a sales graduate scheme. We bring in about three people a year and we really try and make sure that, that that's a very diverse group of people we bring in. So, yes, it's a very specific programme that we're running this year and I think it's it's the, it's the right time, quite honestly. I agree. The other, the other angle to this, which is not um, specific to race, uh, is the social mobility angle, I think, which is, which is so important that we're not just... You know, we've got a whole team of uh, practical law lawyers, for example, yeah. in London. Highly qualified. Uh, highly qualified, all went to, you know, the Oxbridge yeah. <laughs> uh, range of schools. Um, again, not creating a huge diversity of thought and opinion and culture and strength that the organization is going to absolutely require. It's going to survive uh, for the next couple hundred years because the world is changing. Um, so that social mobility, bringing people from different socioeconomic backgrounds into the workforce, exposing them in ways uh, that they, they they wouldn't have had the opportunity otherwise to learn about the corporate world, I think is, is hugely important. So that's another sort of angle to the Black internship scheme Absolutely, is, is super important. Absolutely. Thank you. And I'll, I'll just to, to pick up on the, the sales uh, schemes that's run, uh, one of the interns on the Black internship scheme is doing exactly that. And I want to name him obviously, Zion, and he's loving it, I have to say. He's absolutely loving it and excelling at it, I heard just recently, because, uh, you know, I'd like to check on them. The team are really enjoying having him yeah. in that bit. They sit near, near where Patrick and I are sitting right now, and yeah. it's great to see the sparring between them and, you know, to have yeah. people back this. And I think to have somebody, you know, they're young, but actually mm. he's... Um, I think it seems like a very dynamic group. And I said it's it's great to see that in office sort of collaboration and yeah. um, they have embraced yeah. into that team. They have, yeah. They they're working with him really well, and also he's really enjoying it. Actually, it's, it's good to know, and it's good to know that it's you know it's it's working even though it's different. So now onto something a little bit lighter because this is where I'm going to ask you three questions. Everybody gets three questions. They're completely random on purpose. And again, you, you must answer individually, not as a team, so no conferring. So the first one 
this is your, your at first. How was your first day at Thomson Reuters? My first day at Thomson Reuters was in a hotel in Midtown, New York, oh. uh, being, being part of the group explaining that the company was, the practical law the company I was working for was being acquired. So my first day at Thomson Reuters was actually a massive set piece because they're very choreographed, these big acquisitions. <laughs> so we went from being a small startup. I was in New York at the time, quite yeah, lean. And, and then suddenly we were, we had the Thomson Reuters sort of bandwagon arriving and yeah, off to a hotel, everyone filing in. And um, yeah, so mine was, yes, a big, big bang as I arrived. It wasn't about me, but it was about the business <laughs> they were buying. But yes, it was quite an extraordinary first day. Wow. Impressive. Well, so now you made me think, so I, you know, do we go back to the, the business <laughs> that acquired by Thompson? Uh, you know, I started almost 30 years ago called Elite. And my first day was in Los Angeles. Um, or do we go back to like the first day at Thompson? Like, when Thompson that Reuters was my first day at, at Thompson, Thompson Reuters. Reuters. Yeah. As an orange employee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I do remember Similar. a very choreographed event when Thompson Reuters, Thompson and Reuters uh, merged, um, as we called it then, to be politically um, safe. The merger of equals. <laughs> And I was in Switzerland, and it was a very choreographed uh, event with lots of executives and lots of um, uh, orange branding um, and champagne. And I don't really remember when Thompson acquired Elite. That that was that's not a memorable day to me. Um, but my first day, uh, twenty nine years ago, um, I put on a suit and tie, which was my first job actually at wearing a suit and tie. So I remember feeling very. I met David Thompson on my second day. So Ooh. I had quite a. Um, he came uh, to have breakfast with us at uh, the practical law offices in New York. And uh, again, very choreographed. Um, big decisions about what we gave him for breakfast. But um, <laughs> yeah, they were interesting first few Did days. I know uh, he didn't. It was, uh, what was it? It was. Hot but not lavish, I think, was the direction, oh, which is quite interesting. Right. So we still, I think that's right. Lisa Newton will put me right. I think it was hot, but, hot, not, but not lavish. It sounds like a new pop group. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say hot but not lavish. Wonder what that. Wonder what that is. <laughs> I shall have to go and order a hot but not lavish, but not lavish breakfast, breakfast at some point and see what I get. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next up, spiders or jellyfish? Which do you find the most frightening? Jellyfish. Jellyfish, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and why? I, I think the thought of being stung, it's the stuff of nightmares for me is swimming in the sea and, yeah, being, and I have dodged them before, only small ones off the Norfolk coast, nothing particularly nasty, but mm -hmm. can sting you. So, yeah, I agree. I don't mind spiders of any size. Mm -hmm. uh, insects don't bother me. Um, oh, really? That, okay. that sort of like swimming along and... Yeah. Ding. Swimming into something that you didn't even see. It's never happened to me. Happened to my yeah. daughter once, but Ugh, yeah, all nice and transparent, weird creatures that they are. And um, your your final one, which is a little less little less odd. What's the favourite part of your daily routine? Not necessarily your work routine, by the way. Your daily routine, whatever that might be. It's part of my daily routine, and I think it's part of my work routine. I uh, I live in a great part of the country, and when I'm working from home, it's walking, uh, and I. 
adore birds. My kids laugh at me, but I just love. Are you the crazy bird lady? I'm the crazy bird lady. So the swallows are ready to go, which to me is the saddest thing. They're all, I've had two lots of babies, our swallows in our garage, and they're ready, they're ready to go. So that's, yeah, important part of my day is walking and particularly listening to the birds. Excellent. Well, I'm going to go with a, a work thing, it's, it, but it is my, one of my favorite parts of my, of my day, just generally. Um, I started doing it at the beginning of the year because um, I, I lead a big uh, team of support people around the world, around the world and, and uh, I get a daily report of all the 10, we, there, there's a CSAT surveys and satisfaction surveys that they send out to customers and anyone who gets a 10, I get a daily report, I also get the low ones too, but more fun is reading the, the comments um, every morning. There's anywhere from 50 to 100 that come to me every morning of uh, tens uh, from around the globe and what the customers say. And I will randomly pick, you know, a handful of them and, you know, say, you know, Sally, great job on this one. You know, this client just loved it. And it, it's just 15, minutes, 20 minutes of, because the rest of the day is dealing with problem, problem, problems, but actually... Our teams do an amazing job taking care of our customers, and it, and it just feeds my soul of, yeah, I know the day is going to be filled with challenges, but we actually do a really good job, um, and our people are wonderful, and our customers, um, by and large, really, really like them. So I think Patrick is a better employee, clearly, than me, when it comes to my and but you're both starting the day with joy, though, aren't you? You know, yes. just, just getting it in different different approaches. Is that a nice little, <laughs> nice wrapper? <laughs> starting the day with joy. Joy and croissant. Yeah, yeah. Join a join a croissant or join a bike ride. However, we do it. That's brilliant. Okay, so I shall put you out of your torture, and I will ask you kindly. I don't know whether you thought about this already, um, or just off the cuff. Question for our next guest, please. I think mine would be, what are they doing on our DNI challenge? What is their personal mission, involvement? Because I do believe we all have to keep going at this day in, day out. So I, that's what I challenge my team to do. So I would say yes to ask the next person, what, what is their personal commitment and what's, what are they actually doing to further our DNI agenda? I like that. Okay. All right. That was fantastic. Thank you both for spending the time with us today to have a conversation on both the programme, why representation matters to you, and also sharing your views. Very much appreciate it. And I think that's a great place to stop. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks very much, Ben. Interning, a Thomson Reuters podcast. Don't miss new episodes. Follow on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.